When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, hello. Good afternoon. We are in Lecom Park in Bradenton, Florida. He is Chris Halleck. I am Alex Sump. We are both writers for DK Pittsburgh Sports. You guys probably know that if you're on this stream, though. <laughs> it's a sunny day here in Bradenton, Florida at Lecom Park. Yeah. You just got back in town. I just got back in town like literally an hour ago. <laughs> Wanted to swing by here before, you know. Since there's no games going on tomorrow, do that. There, there, do one there, of these. there was an official handoff of the beat back to Alex. Yes, it's very so. It's very ritualistic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at you. Yeah, I can I'm tell you've sunburned. only been here. You no yeah. no, you're sunburned on the neck. You oh, I am. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You don't have the built-in protection like uh, I do. That's, that's that's your problem. That's right. <laughs> So I guess we want to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, any comments about the ball club, please let us know. You're going to see them on screen. Participate on Facebook or on YouTube. Uh, we're going to just jump right in. Yeah. I guess from Ethan Fisher, uh, Yuri De Los Santos' velocity is still weighed down from last year pre-injury. Is that mostly 91-92 again? Have they vocalized a plan to bring him along slowly, start him on the I.L.? I have not heard anything to indicate that. He came in here with the full intention of he was allowed or being given the opportunity to start or start being the bullpen opening day. Right. That's what I mean by start. They're going to go through that still for a little bit. Uh, it's still fairly early in spring. I mean, halfway it through. Is. But I guess this is kind of the point whenever you see 91-92 and he was at 94, 95 last year. It's like, I guess it is a little eyebrow raising. Probably but. need to see a velocity jump here pretty soon if, yeah. if before the red flags really start to be raised. Um, but I think to, to put in further context, just from the five games that I covered here, um, there's not really anybody who's really grabbing hold of any bullpen spots that I'm seeing right now. Now, yesterday looked pretty couple. good. Right, but it's guys who we kind of already assume. Like for example, yesterday, Colin Holderman looked really good. Yes. Um, uh, Will Crow looked really good today. But those are guys who we kind of already know that are going to be there. I'm talking about guys who are going to like Johan Ramirez got lit up today. It was it was yeah. not pretty. Um, there are there are jobs for grabs, and you want to see. I, I just from. Just the small sample size that I have, I want to see people pull the take the bull by the horns a little bit more. Yeah, and you definitely do want to see that. Uh, I will give credit for Johan Ramirez. He has thrown more strikes, which is something that they are pounding the table that they need to see more of this year. We're, we're going to figure it all out. It's yeah. There's still a lot of opportunity up for grabs. There's there. still still 15, ga- 15 games left in Grapefruit League, so 
There's enough time. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Porter comments, Reynolds looking good, back-to-back games with a home run. And, yeah, it's – spring training, I love people overreacting to spring training <laughs> stuff. And people saying, like, two or three days ago, boy, Reynolds hasn't looked that good that spring. It's like, yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to worry about it anymore. No, but what's, what's really funny today, though, it'll be on uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, later. Um, he did switch back to the the heavy bat, the one with the he called it the puck bat with the the big handle at the bottom, the, the really really big knob, I should say. Um, and he switched to that yesterday. Hits a homer with it. Uses it again today, and he's got one for both sides of the plate. It's not like he's just got one bat, and it doesn't matter if he's hit batting right or left. He's got one for the right side, one for the left side, and so he hits you know homers back to back days using those heavy bats. He said. Might try a couple more games with it just to kind of see what happens. <laughs> he he's not superstitious, but he is a little stitious. A little. St- I love the office yeah, reference. So there we he, go. He probably is going to use that a little more. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on yeah. this. You've been here for a couple days now. I've seen this team, you know, with the exception of these couple days, pretty much every day right here. What are your yeah. big takeaways from these couple days you were here? Well, to try to put it in the context of 2022, uh, now I'm trying to also take into account it's spring training, but the vibe in the clubhouse just seems to be a little bit different. Like even trying to take the, the excitement of spring training out of it just seems a little bit different. A guy like Jack Sawinski's, his body language, everything just seems to be – he seems to be a little more confident in himself. Not that he's arrogant or anything like that. He's just carrying himself in a different way. Um, that's something I want to see. Now, granted, I jumped into the into the beat, you know, midstream, uh, you know, midseason. And by that time, the season's already kind of – you kind of know where the 2022 Pirates are going at that point. And, you know, obviously, they're, they're trying to really turn a corner here. And so – I kind of like the vibe that I'm getting in the clubhouse so far. You know, even if nobody else thinks the Pirates are going to win, they think they're going to win right now. And I think that's a good mentality to have. doesn't matter what what the expectation is externally. I, just to build off that, I go back to what September was at the end of last year. And a lot of it were guys who were claimed off of waivers who were there, you know, like, hey, we're here because it's a major league job right now. And like right. that, that kind of doesn't always lead to a great vibe it's definitely a lot better and it doesn't even just seem like you know new you know season renewed like they right. have higher expectations for themselves right sure. uh bobo dang it asked any update on reynolds contract it's been radio silent lately i wish i had something bigger for you right now pirates are interested in in, in you know keeping it going right now but at the last update we were given earlier this month like it's it's We're still waiting until until the two sides. They're just too far apart. I mean, with they're what, too far apart, yeah. and I'm gonna just my knowledge of how it's gonna go. If they do come together, it's gonna have to be the Pirates to make the big first significant move for that yeah, to happen. It will be. Uh, I mean, Brian Brian knows his worth, and he's if he goes into the season and there's no contract extension, and he plays the way that he knows he can play, and that just about everybody else knows he can play. The Pirates might have actually missed an opportunity to <laughs> sign him to a contract that is more affordable, even with like something that Reynolds is asking. Yeah. Um, the, but one thing that I thought was really interesting today that Brian said was he was talking about mentoring a guy like Jack Sawinski, and he said, I'm really looking forward to playing with him this year. So take that however you want to take it. It's definitely more than noteworthy whenever 
Reynolds is talking about, oh, I, I can't wait to play with him. I, I'm looking forward to playing with him. Um, you know, this year, it kind of tells you where his head is right now. Where I mean, he's his head is where his feet are. Um, that's a good thing, obviously. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This, I, I'm going to throw this out here also, and this this is just a very hot rumor at the moment. Mm. But like like I said, the Pirates, they're going to want to, you know, reopen some sort of dialogue again at, at some point. If it hasn't already happened, which, yeah. again, last update, it hadn't. Mm-hmm. But if there really is no progress made whenever it comes around the All-Star break, the, the, the scuttlebutt I got from a league source was they are probably going to be a little more open to any trade offer that they get. Not saying that, okay, no contract. Please don't take it as that. Yeah, right. as, you know, like no contract by the all-star break. He's got at the trade deadline. Yeah. But if this team is not in contention and there's. Which is a very real possibility. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> like they have a some sort of chance that you know the yeah. young pitching clicks and of the course. hitting takes a step forward and they are in contention you yeah. know come the trade deadline but we all know that the more likely outcome here is they're still barreling down another sub 500 season yep but if they aren't in contention this year yeah and they don't have Reynolds under contract beyond the two arbitration years that he has mm-hmm. it, it comes down to well what do we do with him and again not saying that they would trade him but these, you know, Juan Soto type packages that it would take to acquire him probably doesn't have to be Juan Soto package, which they would never get for right. Brian. No, as good a player no. as Brian Reynolds is, he's not Juan Soto. No, he's not. No. No, he's not. But I mean, they're they're even though with the two extra years of club control and everything like that, there's still got to be a sense of urgency. And like you mentioned, it's got to come from the pirate side. What yeah. I, I mean, if they really, really want to keep Brian here long term, which Everything that Ben Sherrington said and everything that, that, that that's been said so far from the Pirates side is we, we believe in Brian. We want him we want him to be here. Well, that, that's at a point where it's like actions have to speak louder than words at that point. At some point, whether it's later this spring, in the middle of the season, however it happen, has to happen. Tom Drumroy, sorry, <laughs> asks, is Swinski a capable enough center fielder 
to move Reynolds to left field. And this is interesting for me because, one, I, I did a whole mound visit on this uh-huh. last offseason that I think Reynolds should get another opportunity in center field because where he excels best as a fielder is coming in on the ball. Yeah. And he didn't get nearly as many opportunities to do that last year as he did in 2021. Right. Now, is that just bad, bad ball luck? Or is there a way they could move him back a step or two and he could create more opportunities in front of him? Possible. There's some way around it, but they wanted to put Reynolds in left for some of it. Sawinski's going to get some reps in center. Mm-hmm. I think Sawinski is a fine fielder. I think, yeah. I think he could, if you threw him in center field, handle it at a decent rate. But if Brian Reynolds is really going to go to left field, mm-hmm. I have a clear preference of who I want to play center field. And that's Travis Swaggerty or G1 Bay. Yes. But I mean, and the, the other factor to take into account is that 81 games are played at PNC Park, where left field is unlike just about any other left field in baseball. And so I think that's another thing to take into account. And what I want a Jack Swinski or Brian Reynolds in that left field. And me personally, I would prefer the better fielder there, maybe. Kind of like when, when Starling Marte surpassed Andrew McCutcheon as the, the, the better outfielder yeah and Marte was you know stayed in left and, and Kutch was in center uh maybe that's kind of what it ends up being yeah. yeah Ethan Fisher asks Chris Owens is really going to make this team after all <laughs> isn't he uh he, first of all he's had a pretty decent spring he's a base hit machine while I was here yeah he's, he's had a good spring yeah but your old stomping grounds with the Rangers yeah the guy they got might have just you know Cost him a major league job. Yeah, well, to be fair, Mark Mark Mathias came after my uh, my my after I left that st- those stopping grounds. So um, I don't know as, but I do remember just from you know continuing to follow a bunch of people who, who watch the Rangers and, and and cover the Rangers uh, that there was a lot. The twenty four games that he played in Texas last year uh, made quite an impression on a lot of people. So. He's not going to be the uh, replacement for Key Brian Hayes whenever he goes out with whatever injury. If Key Brian goes out with an injury, he's not like the, the replacement at the hot corner or anything like that. But could he be a utility guy who can possibly bat? Possibly, but Chris Owens has had a good spring. I the report I got on him was great defensive utility infielder, mm-hmm. and I can't. Apologies, I can't remember which projection system that was used. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not like Zips or Steamer, like one that clubs use. Mm-hmm. Absolute darling. So we're, oh, we're okay. going to find out. <laughs> Sean Morris, timeline for Endy this year. So when is Super 2 going to pass this year? <laughs> Sometime mid-June? Yeah, Maybe? Early, early June. Early, that, yeah. That's a very cynical answer, and I, I hope to be proven wrong with that. But until... I am wrong with that. I, I, it's, I've got to keep letting it ride. It's par for the course. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 happened, it happened last year. It happened the year before. If it doesn't happen this year, I mean, if, if all of a sudden we see, we start seeing Andy Rodriguez and Luis Ortiz and all these guys get called up, I mean, yeah, it just it's it's the way the Pirates operate. And, you know, I understand why they do. It's a, they're a small market club. They have to keep control of players as long as they can and as, as cost-effectively as they possibly can. But – I just that's just the answer we have to go with. <laughs> I got two. I'm gonna I'm gonna both sides of this. I'm gonna both sides of this. All right. The first is Andy can still develop as a player. Yes. And he could do a lot of that development mm-hmm. in AAA. Yes. It's not like they are stashing him down there and he's in a holding. And pattern. it's not like he's out there every every day going three for four with two home runs. He has like a nine hundred something OPS. <laughs> I mean he's doing real well. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just yeah. saying it's not like he's out here and it's like 
they don't have a choice but yeah. to put him on. Them. Oh, okay, it's not a Ken Griffey Jr. type situation where it's like we have to like make him like a yeah. With that said, <laughs> with that said, I'm giving that as a big caveat with all this. I don't know how you could make a legitimate case that Andy Rodriguez today is not one of your top two catchers. I. I I can't argue with you. As much as, and if your point is we have to build a more competitive team, a team that is going to take a step forward, why wouldn't you start the year with your two best catchers? And what this is, you know, how much money he'd make in twenty twenty nine, a year that no one is going to be employed for if this rebuild fails. Right. So it's, I I don't know. Mitch had a great Bob Daniel writes. Uh, Mitch had a great game today, and honestly, a pretty good spring so far, which is nice to see. I, I'm going to second that. I think, I think what we saw the last three and a half, four months from Mitch Keller is really just going to continue on this year. And look, he might not ever be like this uber ace that people once hoped for whenever he was the top ten prospect in baseball or anything. But right. this guy is a damn good pitcher. Yeah, he, he is attacking hitters, and he has this confidence, and he looks like the type of guy that you can put opening day. The one thing that that is really stood, and I mean, with Mitch pitching today, the one thing that really stood out to me was the second inning. It was one of those innings that you expect a Jose Quintana or a Rich Hill to get out of and only allow a run mm-hmm. to minimize the damage. And then almost all of the younger pitchers last year that we watched, those were turning to three and four run innings. Yep. Um, Many a time with Mitch, he yes. turned into a three or four running. And so Mitch did exactly. I mean, it was it was an inning that could have been bad. He limited it to he uh, limited it to one one run, and then he bounced back the next two innings and struck out for the last five batters to face before he uh, was taken out. Um, he was just over sixty pitches through four innings, so also efficient as well. So starts like this are, as as you pointed out, are are very encouraging for a guy like Mitch for sure. Last year, he had to revamp up, you know, just find his stuff, figure it out. And I think this offseason, actually knowing what he could do with his fastballs, what he could do with these different type of sliders, adding a gyro slider back into a mix, just like doing all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a year of refinement almost yeah. more than last year where it was discovery and being like, oh, my God, I can throw 97, 98 again in games. All right, Alex, as you uh, start to take over the beat again, and uh, I mean – any final thoughts that you, that before we wrap up the excitement to get back into Bradenton to, to make the, the random drives? I can tell you right now, I covered spring training in Arizona and it's way better. Everything you can, everything's in reasonable driving distance. Driving back from Clearwater yesterday was an absolute nightmare. Clearwater's uh, one of actually, the I know, and, and that's why it was so because I'm like, we get like it took me two hours to get back. Traffic was that, and I didn't even go through Tampa. Yeah, like it was just it was traffic was that bad. So that's not even one of the bad drives, and it was bad. I'm gonna whenever they play in Fort Myers, they make a couple trips down there. <laughs> I'm going to text you whenever I leave, and I'm gonna text you whenever I get Please there. Please do so. It is going to be so <laughs> bad. It's two hours without traffic. <laughs> uh, my what I'm looking most forward to, I yes. want to see where this pitching goes from here. Like I yeah. saw some good things. Go on. I think this is the part of the team that can take the biggest step forward last mm-hmm. year because it's the area that has the most young talent coming up as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. And they added guys. I I really want to see what happens. Where last year they had a lot of good ideologies, a lot of good steps forward, and actually having the the pitching to match it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go the other side. Uh, today's lineup um, featured a lot of uh, projected starters. 
for the season. And while it was really nice to see Jack Swinski reach down on a, on a two-strike count and hit a splitter that was breaking out of the zone and hit it over the fence, and to see Brian Reynolds send one 433 feet, that's encouraging. But we need to see a little bit more. This offense was historically bad last year, like really, really bad. They need to be significantly better. That doesn't even mean they need to be top of the league or anything like that. They just have to make a they have to make a jump. They they have to make a jump. If this team really wants to win the way they want to win, if they're gonna make the the big jump to 75 wins or anything more than that, because that's already like a 13 win improvement, yeah. they're gonna have to hit to go go along with complement that pitching. We're gonna take a the cue from the leaf blower here <laughs> <laughs> and sign off for this week. Thank you so much. For participating everyone we're going to do more of these 